0: Greetings, oh
1: Mobile Accomplishers. Greetings, Mobile Accomplishers. Welcome <laughs> to the Verge Cast. Today is January 14th, 2016. I am Dieter Bone. Neelai is away doing something very special and secret, but I am joined by people that are way more interesting than him. Oh, To my left is Emily Yoshida.
2: Hello.
1: I also have Sean O'Kane. Hi. And Nicola's in the hype seat.
0: Hello.
1: You just survived your first CES. I did. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. You need to hype, hype check CES.
0: Holy box. <laughs> <God. laughs> It's the worst. That's yes.
1: the right response.
0: Everyone right. was like, right. "Oh, we go to this thing in Vegas for two weeks. It totally sucks." And I was like, "No way. There's no way two weeks in Vegas could totally uh, no. suck." No, have you been to Vegas? Like okay, outside yes. of C. Okay, yes, 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 yes. But I was like, "Nah, I can Three make days. it fun." Three I like, believe max. in myself so much. I'm like, "I can make it fun. I can make anything fun. That's my thing. I have fun." How'd you do? I didn't have in fun. A trailer. <laughs> Did you stay
2: in the Marriott? Yes. Okay, so it's yeah. not Vegas. No. no. no.
0: It's, it's super far <laughs> no, from Vegas. No, that's what I kept, people kept being like, how's Vegas? I'm like, I'm not in Vegas. There's a I'm great little CS. snack bar.
2: Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> I had to get there super early because I didn't want to fly all the way back to New York before I went to Las Vegas, and since we're at this Marriott in the middle of nowhere, I'm like, I want to have a drink, and, and there's nowhere to go. So I walked like 20 minutes, found a Walgreens, bottle handle vodka, and like walk sadly back to my hotel. They sell
0: They sell wine in a jar. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) In the lobby. The stackable. Yeah. It's also
3: sitting in the fridge all day and all night. Yeah. It's like not great. I would say the
0: best escapade, though, is when we like – a dozen of us split into small groups and tried to break into the hot tub at the neighboring <laughs> Marriott oh residence. Oh my God. And then all like lost each other in a very like, like a very like, it was like a horror film got that
3: real, we did wind up. Got real summer campy. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah should have been was having fun. like doing a found footage video for it. We should have. Yeah.
3: Next year. Yeah. Next year. That was the appropriate response to your first CES, by the way.
0: Breaking into a hot tub. No. Yeah. Oh my but, but God. And it sucks. freaking out. Oh yeah. No, it sucks.
1: Whatever. I love it. It's the best.
0: Yay you for are, you!
1: You guys are terrible. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about CES anymore because it's um, over. It's over and painful. And we have like four podcasts in the in the podcast uh, mm-hmm. stream in the field that you can listen to. I know that some of them were, downloads are broken for a while, but it should all be fixed. Apologies for that. Uh, but we do have news today, which I should be excited about. Oscar nominations
2: you should have Opinions about it which I guess is sort of The same thing as being excited about something
1: I have a few opinions so I don't know do you want to do you want to tell us about The Oscar nominations do you want me to start Listing off movies
2: Oscars nominations uh, Revenant got 12 nominations Revenant yay it's the best movie Leonardo uh, DiCaprio (laughs) Is gonna win his Oscar I don't know it's a big Question Um, Oscar fever Whiteness
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a lot to take in.
2: No, it's not really. It's like there's one movie and then there's some other ones and, and, and a bunch of ways. Is people. Revenant
1: really that good that it deserves no. this much?
2: Okay. Yeah, I was going
3: to say, you th- seem to be obfuscating your real feelings about this movie because no. you definitely know. It's
2: not good. Have you seen it? No, I have not. It's, um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of um Birdman. Uh, it, 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 it's weirdly very similar. The way that I don't like it is very similar to the way I not like, like Birdman. Why don't you like Birdman? There's no point to Birdman other than like a man's struggle. And like, yeah. it's very specific. No, so the, it's not, there's nothing very universal about it. I'm going
1: to spoil Birdman. The <laughs> Birdman was great until the last scene. And oh, then I was like, oh, this so is garbage. Bad. I was like, yeah. oh no. my God, I totally, this is going to be dark. It's going to be great. Yeah. And everything's going to fall apart. And then uh uh-huh, magical realism It's
3: open to interpretation. No, no it's, like it's the not. Whole, no, I know, but that's what they hang it on. It's like,
2: there's something very Very similar that happens in the last scene of Revenant, where it's like like,
3: Leonardo
1: DiCaprio jumps out of (laughs) hospital window. (laughs) The bear like like, (laughs) breaks it and Was like, just kidding, we're friends.
2: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Um, No, it's it's there's it there isn't really a point up until then. But you're like, oh, it's going to be a really satisfying revenge story, at least. Yeah. And then you don't even really get that. Oh God. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers. um, uh, I I I won't be specific about it because it's not really. I can't really spoil the ending, but it's still, it's just, it's not, I think that Emmanuel Lubezki for sure deserves an award for cinematography Mm -hmm. for it because it is a great looking movie. It looks fantastic. And he's my favorite cinematographer, which is not a very um, uh, difficult opinion to have. He Mm -hmm. just is the best. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot going on there.
3: At least we won't have to deal with the same the Martian one best comedy,
2: mm. yeah, yeah, that Twitter,
3: although I gotta backlash. say Matt Damon
1: getting a nod for best actor in the Martian,
3: I don't know, mm. he was for sure one of the weaker, I he mean was he was like- he was good, but like I don't know that I came away from that movie. Really, just like okay, okay, that was like a fun, yeah. like feel good. I didn't. I thought there was gonna be way more drama in it. And maybe that's because it's supposed to be a comedy. But no, it's
2: not supposed to be a comedy. It's not. Never. And it's, it's it was just only like, it was only nominated for political reasons. It was just yeah. so it so could get in. And
3: compared to the other sort of space movies that have come out in the last couple of years, um, like Gravity, it's it just felt. There were no stakes at any time. Like they had this wonderful setup, they could have made it feel very nerve wracking.
4: Right? There's no, no emotional. It, stakes. it should be
3: yeah. It should be like very claustrophobic, even though you're on a wide open planet and you're the only one there. Like they could play into that so yeah. easily, and they never did. It was just kind of like I'm a superhero.
2: Yeah. Like, okay. I like the end. I like where he shoots up and he's like not. He's in the unenclosed little rocket launch. Yeah. Thingy. Yeah. That was meant cool. Spoilers. Cool. There were some great touches. Way, yeah. Different from the book. He, he, he gets off. Book. He gets off of Mars. Yeah.
3: Mars. <laughs> They bring him home. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, no, I didn't like that movie either. I um, I have to look through and see what I actually uh, I liked, liked
3: it okay. Well we've got well let's look at the list. Big, okay. Big short.
2: Yeah, let's go through I haven't seen, and just uh, bring up like, some highlights. Big
1: short is for me is like the classic I'll get it when I can stream it. Movie, big short which is, is terrible, cool. but I
2: I liked it. That's where I'm at. It's um it so this these are trends. I'm 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 an observer of trends. Okay. 2015 was a great year for process-oriented movies. Yeah, Spotlight, The Martian, and The Big Short are like the biggest examples of this. But just like, t- like trusting that an audience wants to know the nitty-gritty details of every single step in doing a thing, um, whether that's like planting potatoes out of feces <laughs> or, uh, or you know, bringing down the Catholic Church. That was
3: that was those are both really weird moments in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man, Mad Max Fury Road too. That's uh, my favorite
3: Best Picture nomination.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, that's that actually seems like a genuine like critics were just unanimous in their praise of it, yeah. and they actually got through in a way where it's like nobody cares about the Danish Girl or something, and that still manages to find its way into every single category. And I'm like, I'm saying this to somebody who saw The Danish Girl. It is not a good movie. Mm. It's not like. I, I, it's it's really kind of it, as 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 it gets further and further along the Oscar road, it seems more and more of like a nakedly political Oscar bid type thing. Wait,
3: what? Okay, so fill me in on what Bridges Spies was because that's I'm I'm a, Tom at a Hanks movie.
2: Oh, oh, I'm
3: reading that title and I'm like, East Berlin. Wasn't that a movie that came out in like 2011? But it, now I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on the plane,
1: and that's I did like not see that seeing that seeing Bridges Spies on the plane is the best place to see see it. It's like yeah. well. I got this. It says a lot about an Oscar (laughs) nominee. I
2: mean, it's a fine
1: movie, but it's like whatever.
2: Well, seeing it on a plane is very similar to seeing it in a theater, except it's like a little less voluntary. Yeah, But you're stuck somewhere, and you can't go anywhere else or like pick up your phone necessarily. Um, I mean, you could, but like if you're sitting there in front of a screen, it's like right here. Well,
1: also, and this might just be me and I'm a, I'm a prude from Minnesota, but like bridge of spies is a safe plane bet because you know, there's not going to be like a gratuitous sex scene.
2: (laughs) Oh man. I will never forget the time I watched an episode of girls on a plane. Oh boy. The episode of girls (laughs) that opens with a very specific sex act. Like, smash cut right into it. I was like, wow. Sorry, oh, everybody. That, oh, that one. Mm-hmm. No. Oh,
1: wow. Uh, I went to Amsterdam a few months ago and, <laughs> um, on the plane there, it's like 10 o'clock at night, completely full plane. It's an international flight. And so everybody gets free movies apparently. And everybody's watching complete uncensored 50 shades of gray.
2: Oh, oh wow. wow.
1: Everybody. That's like, a,
2: <laughs> that's like the one that everybody's like, well, I'll get around to this someday. Talk about right. a shared
3: experience. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I don't, I can't
3: imagine what like waiting for the line for the bathroom after that is oh where God. everybody's just kind of like, so what did you think
2: about? <laughs> oh, it's not sexy though. It's like really, really weirdly clinical. I right. don't know. I, especially for people from Amsterdam, they're going to be like, Ugh, oh, what is this American, you know, cheesecake? I don't know. Do
3: you, do you have something that you hope wins best picture? <laughs> so the two big ones are best picture of <clears> this <throat> director. The two um, biggest. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I want George Miller to win everything. Yes, for everything. Okay. Yes. Um, my other favorite of these nominees uh, is Spotlight. I love Spotlight. It um, was a really fun. Is Spotlight,
1: movie. a movie I should commit to going in the theater. That's yeah. another classic. Well, like, I, mean, I can, I can see it when it's available. It's to not screen. something
2: you need to see on the big screen, but it's, it's. It, I think there is something that's effective about being in a theater with a the big yes. screen, having that concentrated thing because it is so detailed that you want to just like hunker down and focus solely on it. There okay. are a lot of like, really
3: great performances in spotlight. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And just getting them in that format. Like Mark Ruffalo, I remember for the first like five minutes, I was just like, man, this is, he's really going after this role and playing it up. And by the end of it, I was so glad that I saw it yeah. in that format.
2: Okay. Yeah. I also saw, I so I saw spotlight and room in the same day. Tell me about I, room.
1: I know nothing about room.
2: Um, room is based on a book. That a lot of people read, I did not read it, so I wasn't like as prepared for what it was. Oh,
1: this movie!
2: Yeah, um, it's got Brie Larson that in it. Doesn't who's help anybody. Probably, probably gonna it, win. It should probably <laughs> actually explain what it's about
1: rather than just me saying, "Oh yeah, I remember this one." Oh, I'm looking at Google results. <laughs>
2: um, she along Brie Larson me. won for best actress for the Golden Globes. She'll probably win it for this. She's really good in it. Um, it's a movie where it's like so specific the situation that like it didn't really get me when i was watching it because it's right. like this is such a specific problem to have i'm really trying hard <laughs> so to like feel this but then we should
1: tell people what the specific problem right, is
2: right she gets abducted when she's 16 i think it's supposed to be and is in, like in a confined room by this her captor who like she has a kid um and uh the, his her captor's son and then eventually they break out um and then she has to return to the world and it's 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 a really um like I said, it was specific, but, uh, it
3: sounds very law and ordery, like ripped right from the recent headlines of the yeah, last couple of years. I
2: mean, the, the most interesting thing is everything that happens after they get out and like how the two characters deal with it differently. Um, it's like a dark, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> it totally is. Well, that's a, that's a, like a knock on Kimmy Schmidt that a lot yeah. of people have. It's like, this is actually a really traumatic thing, but the, that show is actually pretty honest about how h- horrible the situation is. But, um, but yeah, I actually thought a lot about that movie though for the next like week after I saw it, and it, it, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. It's not my favorite by any means of anything that came out this year, but I, I still I think it's good. I think it's worth seeing.
3: As someone who who looks at, I mean, we were talking, we mentioned really quickly earlier about sort of the politics of this, and there is also some controversy that came out with these nominations today. As someone who has come around on award shows in the last like a couple of years, like four or five years, really thinking of, like, oh, it's just politics. Like, why would I ever want to care about Mm -hmm. them? You know, I still watch, like, sort of... And I don't have cable anymore, so it's like I watch the Twitter reaction to it, and I kind of follow along to that on the night of. But, like, why... Should I care about the Oscars and or like how should I view them?
2: Yeah, that's a very good question. We talked about it um, on my podcast with Liz Lopato, over GSP, which is coming back Ooh. this week, uh, every week, every week. Um, but we talked about this a little bit um, because it does seem like one of these things where it's like, how can you not just not watch this out of complete cynicality? Um, I... I, okay, I have a different answer this time, because the first time I was like, well, it kind of influences what gets made and what gets seen as important. It's like a bellwether for like, what did we think was important at the movies this year? Like, whether or not that's actually reflective of anything real, it's uh, it's interesting to see what like the Hollywood establishment thinks was important okay. that year. Like, not important in terms of money necessarily, but important in terms of like issues and like hot filmmakers or whatever. Um, this time I'm going to say, because in light of these nominees, I'm going to say... The Oscar nominations are just, like, a giant wall of of establishment to just chip at from, like, all angles because mm. it's crazy. I tweeted this morning. I was like, oh, the Academy isn't reading our essays. What? Like, because, <laughs> I mean, I think everybody's like, wait, like, people are writing so much. Everybody, like, in our profession and, you know, in other professions as well are constantly commenting on the lack of diversity within Hollywood and it feels like we're a broken record. And like, okay, eventually, this year they'll get it. They'll (laughs) they'll hear us and it doesn't matter yet. But hopefully it will someday.
3: (laughs) It just seems insane, like especially because we just have seen, like the most successful movie in America all time now is Star Wars, which is led by three non-white actors. Yeah, yeah. And like so far so that like it's become like, that everybody kind of grabbed a hold of that idea, and now a couple weeks later, it's already turned into like the meme that I see the most on Facebook, which is yeah. like, oh, you know, Hollywood never thought we could lead a movie with a, a woman and a non-white person. Yeah, and it's like the picture of two Finn, non-white and, people. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah. but like that one picture of Finn and red. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's really funny that not funny, it's terrible that like that could reach such a critical level, and then something like this could happen today because you're like, oh man.
2: Well, this is the thing that's fascinating. Is it's like you like now actually <laughs> blockbuster movies like like what we think of as being like you know the biggest movies uh whether that's Star Wars and like, you know, a, a lot of Marvel stuff is getting pretty good at this. It's still not great, but it's getting there. It's inching there. Um and still this this prestige part of Hollywood is really, really behind the times. And I like I don't know. There, there's I've talked about Danish girl before I feel like on in some other uh, capacity, but it's the crash Mm -hmm. of like the trans moment of 2015. It's so it's so uh, it's so dull. It's so just hitting all the right notes. So it's like we did an important movie, you guys, which is like really unfortunate um, because there was such a better. If you wanted to pick, if you had to pick a trans movie to make it like a topical, cool oscars this year we had tangerine which was like an incredible wait film. that was this year only it was last year yeah so it was eligible wow. and they campaigned they should have they should have okay so that, they, they were robbed who
1: else was robbed
2: oh uh, trans, well Cre- oh, creed was uh, yep. michael b jordan yeah and ryan kugler were both shut out um what else Charlie was robbed uh, um, charlie <laughs>
1: Theron didn't get it for mad max or best actress yeah, that's no. garbage
2: yeah, there's there's a few... and Now my computer is locked again. Oh, because I have a caps lock on. Um, there are a few that didn't... Well, I mean, Carol got all these all these award nominations and then didn't get Best Picture, um, which, you know, I'm not terribly passionate about that film, but it's very, very good. And I don't know that it's, like... I don't know that The Revenant or Bridge of Spies is better than it. Like, like yeah, you know, I don't know. There's you can pick almost anything to complain about within the Oscars and it'll all be there for you. Uh, there's just, I, 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 just, I feel like a tangerine is the biggest one where it was like, Oh, they're actually doing a campaign. Like, like their, their distributor is actually like paying for money to put the seed in people's heads that like maybe, um, uh, the, the two leads from it should have, should have been nominated for supporting or for best actress and it just didn't got nowhere. Happen. Yeah. No, no. Nicola. Hi. How's it going? I yeah. didn't see any movies this year. <laughs> A lot of did these are Netflix movies. Well, did you watch the,
3: watched, did you watch the golden globes?
0: No, I was on an airplane. Oh,
3: oh man. You're I was going to have you hype check the golden globes. They were terrible. I heard right? it was Yeah, it was
0: rough. I was
3: yeah. still checking in the no hotel. Yeah. I
0: had I had Wi Fi, so like I was on Twitter and I was like in the rec lounge like while we were doing our coverage, but I couldn't actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just, mean that's how I
3: watch board shows now. If mm-hmm. I do watch them. It's I know. Just like following the reaction and having fun with that. I'm I realized this last week.
0: They always go so late. It.
3: Yeah. But c I, I can't yeah. remember what news. Uh, broke, but there's just something about Oh, it was the El Chapo thing oh, The whole yeah, Sean like Cut right El before. Chapo yeah, thing yeah. Like I don't even care what the specifics are But reaction Twitter, like that first 5 to maybe 25 minutes Is like, it's like the best drug that's available Right now, like memes, watching memes, people memes, memes, Yeah, memes. watching people try to come up And, and I'm, I play part in it too, everybody does Mostly, but uh, that whole Dynamic sure. is just so much fun Who can to make follow. the best
1: joke Yeah, mm-hmm. Or like
3: just yeah. even sussing it out Like the El Chapo thing was funny because New York Times was immediate with their sort of like, here's what's important from this crazy article from Rolling Stone. And it was being passed around so much in that first five minutes that it was almost hard to tell who actually had the Sean Penn interview. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, right. New York Times hired Sean Penn to interview El Chapo? What? And it was, <laughs> that, that like mayhem was so much fun.
0: My version of that was Kanye Real Friends, where my personal Twitter feed just exploded with pictures of Kanye next to anything <laughs> that he's ever been next to, with the caption
2: "Real Friends," which is perfect. Yeah. It is perfect.
3: It's like the, the the best part of the echo chamber that we create for ourselves on Twitter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. jokes. It's all about riffing. It's yeah. all about the riff.
3: Yeah,
2: people are getting creative and being themselves. Um,
3: we ha- we, uh,
1: we have to address the Leonardo thing,
2: I, don't we? I, It's like
1: old and tired. It's been old and tired for like five years. It's like a
2: self-perpetuating machine of a story at this point. I just, I don't think he's a good actor. I think he's bad in most things that he's ever been in, except for Romeo and Juliet. Ooh. (laughs) Well, hang on. What about Shutter Island? Uh, He's such a joke in that movie. (laughs) The accent. Oh, my God. I, um... No, I, I was thinking about this because I was like, you know, sometimes when I have very strong opinions anti a person or anti, especially somebody who does something creative, if they're an artist of some sort, I really don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, what I have if I met him, say mm-hmm. I was like at a bar and so I was like, oh, Emily, you got to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh, yeah, he's like, you know, going for his Oscar this year. Like, <laughs> tell him good luck or whatever. Like, would I have the guts to say, like, oh, yeah, I don't like think you're that great. And I, I wouldn't. But I was thinking I would <laughs> tell him, it looked like you had fun in The Revenant. <laughs> oh, that man. would be, I, I thought about this this morning. If I had to have a conversation with him, I, was like, I would be like, that looked like fun. Because it did. It just looked like like going to extreme summer camp or something, winter camp. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's really just like, that's the ultimate, that's like the male version of like, get the ugly makeup on and, and mm-hmm. gain weight and stuff. like go do something extreme in the outdoors. It's monster. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally the, the male version of monster and he doesn't even have to get that ugly. He just has to get like, have his, all this gunk all over his lips.
3: I thought it was really funny that I I still haven't seen the revenant, but, it took until a couple weeks into it being released that they really pulled the focus back from him. I really thought this was going to be something like The Road or, like, even Grizzly Man, where it was like, because hmm. you heard so much about him and the bear and surviving in the woods. And so I was like, oh, it's this story of, like, this guy who, like, gets lost and, like, needs to find his way home right. or something. There's, like, a lot of, like, other people in the movie set pieces. Yeah, there are other people. Like, they oh, totally the focused the marketing, marketing just on him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which,
3: like, obviously, but... I had no it like distorted the idea of what the picture was going to be. Yeah, uh, just through the marketing.
2: No, it's it's. I, I think that the biggest achievement of that movie is is the setting and the cinematography. And there's like a really amazing battle scene, like really early on, that's just incredibly well shot. And that's that's stuff that's actually genuinely cool in it. I was just thinking that the people who got nominated because Revenant got nominated for best makeup, people who did best makeup should win for Best Actor if Leonardo (laughs) Leonardo (laughs) Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio wins. That would be great. He did a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of goo. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Bizarro
3: Oscars.
1: I'm getting yelled at on Twitter. I'm not saying that the movie The Martian is better than the book. I'm just saying the ending of The Martian is better than the book's ending. That's all I'm saying.
2: I heard the book was really boring. No,
1: you're Ted wrong. (laughs) Also, you're mean. The book was written by a former WebOS engineer.
2: I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily am like chomping at the bit to read a novel by a former WebOS and maybe I'm wrong.
3: Speaking of WebOS, I know we said we weren't going to talk about CES, but Dieter got married at CES this year. Dieter got hella married. Wait, what? Oh, Emily didn't know this.
2: Welcome to the best thing. What? Yeah. (laughs) Is yeah. that like made out of titanium? Was that um, made out of like a melted down MacBook?
1: <laughs> no, it, it was ten dollars on Amazon Prime. Oh, there you go. It's I think it's tungsten. Yeah, it's tungsten. Oh, no, that's so Dieter cool.
3: Dieter is gonna get like actually married later this year with a big ceremony. But him and his wife—that really But that was the official right surprise.
1: Well, that was that we needed papers because did the papers we're, we're getting that, married in out of the country and the. Paperwork would have been a hassle.
3: Right. It was the final so. day of CES and they all just like booked it from the hotel, dressed up nice. And I was like, boy, they're going out to an editor's dinner real early, aren't they? At like 3 p.m. And next thing you know, an hour later, <clears throat> Dieter's got a picture on Instagram That's with a so marriage cool. license. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Where did you go?
1: Uh, the Chapel of the Bells. I don't, I don't know. know. They, I've they never claimed, been married in to Vegas, world so I, don't, I wouldn't
2: know it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard
1: of it. But that they to be world that you remember. The best part about getting married at a, t- a tiny chapel in Las Vegas is... They won't let you take pictures inside. So they like literally tell people like put your phones away. They um they shoot the video themselves and like do you want a DVD of your of your oh, wedding? That's like, great. Oh, that's oh, great. Sh- how much yeah. did I charge for? It? It's just way too much money. And then yeah. they, they want like thirty
0: to, or like a hundred.
1: Uh it was like a hundred. God, and then they that's DVD. cheaper than hiring
2: a True. wedding photographer. They wouldn't let.
1: They, then there was a photographer, which they wouldn't let anybody uh, else take pictures in the thing. So then he, t- we were like, okay, take some pictures, whatever. Um, and that was like you know three hundred dollars or something. If I <laughs> yeah. want those photos, and but the photos come on one of those little mini CDs. You remember those? The Wait, ones? like a mini disc? No, like the it's a CD, but it's size. half the width. Like oh, half yeah, the yeah, yeah, Like GameCube, a, the kind that you're afraid to stick into your, you know, slot drive. Yeah, it'll get
2: lost. Yeah.
1: By the way, I have to go to Amazon and buy a uh, DVD player for my computer because I don't have anything that reads DVDs.
2: Oh yeah, that's a that's a growing problem. I have to
1: like rip the video, <laughs> whatever. Um,
2: Anyway, I don't know where. To so go yeah, that was that. the big news to CES. That's yes. very, very <laughs> that cool. That was the biggest
1: news of CES. Yeah.
2: Um, I want to know what Nicola thinks about the Oscars. Have you not seen any of the movies? Is there anything interesting to watch at the Oscars? Yeah.
1: What you? do you do you watch the Oscars?
2: Um, I will for
0: professional and spectacle reasons and also just to be a part of the now.
3: Wow, there you go I, think the I now
2: just want to belong Nic- Nicola
3: just handed <laughs> Fox Media a new slogan
2: yeah, be a part of the now be a part Fox of the media. now
0: oh, we hate that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah no I'll watch I'll watch the red carpet for sure and I'll probably watch the beginning and then I'll get bored and tired, and stop watching.
2: Did so you, you find the red carpet to be more entertaining than the show itself. That's
0: like it's part of the. It's part of my job. I gotta know what the people are wearing at the things because it's influencing the other people. And
2: what was the best of last year?
0: Um, it was Lupita, right? I don't even remember. I'm not a big celebrity person. The is red that carpet, that carpet is a chore. It's like yeah. a thing I have to do. It's not like a. Do you
1: watch it on mute? So you don't have to listen to what's her name. No,
0: I usually I all of us Racked girls get together. We watch it together. Yeah, and like tweet stuff.
2: The hardest it's thing about cute. watching the Oscars when you have to work during it is like regulating your alcohol intake. Actually, last year we watched in the Verge area, like on a Sunday when the heat is we turned off,
0: and oh there was God. it was just like three brought, of us. It looked like I Revenue. brought canned champagne. <laughs> yeah, I oh, had wow. champagne. You That's were, what I, I remember. The Instagram we took. I don't really remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> The um,
3: so best dress on the red carpet mm. last year was you guys in the Verge room. Yes,
0: popping <laughs> bottles. Okay.
1: Well, this year, somewhere in in Vox Media's office are um, a couple of slankets that got sent to us
0: wow.
2: by like
1: Slim Jim that I think we haven't thrown <laughs> away yet. They like just sent us slankets. There you go. The weird
2: thing about those slankets, Slim j- or Slim Jim slankets, is that I feel like they must be scented, like Slim Jim. Yeah, oh. they must be. Like <laughs> that's, that's a part of the product, which sounds horrible. Um, no, we're going to have an Oscar party at the verge office. Really? Yeah. Can I come? Uh, yeah. Okay. Everybody can come. Um, but you have to produce one piece of content. Funny. I can do that,
3: <laughs>
0: but it probably has to also run on racks. So we can it's figure like, it
3: out.
2: <laughs> it's
3: like bringing a canned food item. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It's a white elephant. It's a white elephant party, but with content. Um, <laughs> everyone uh, donate one piece of content. I'm trying to think of one other thing I can bring <laughs> up about the Oscars that's important or that people should pay attention to. Um, uh, there's a lot, like a lot of the documentaries I feel like you can watch online. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I feel like a lo- I always want to like support the smaller categories, the short animated films, short, short films, um, documentaries. It's hard to see a lot of these things. Cause there's like, you s- like they are at, Film festivals, like, that's where you see them. Right. Um, yeah, this show, it's
3: easy to forget that this show really does kind of make or break some of those.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a friend who I went to film school with, um, with Trey, uh, who has a, a nominated documentary. Oh, my God. Chow be on the lines. Root for that. Um, but, yeah, she, I mean, she's been working on that forever. And, uh, mm. and you know, that's it's like five seconds out of most Oscar viewers Attention, but it's like a huge life changing thing for a filmmaker. So, um, I always try to you know highlight those wherever we can. We have a great interview with um Sanjay Patel who did the the Pixar short that's that runs at the beginning of Inside Out, um, called Sanjay's Super Team. Um, that's on the site and people should read it. It was a really good interview, yeah. He's uh, he's it was his first short and now it's nominated as most Pixar films kind of go straight to the Oscar nomination or the short films do, but. It's uh, it's 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 good. It's a uh, it's it's different than a lot of uh, like visually and subject wise. So, um, yeah, that's that's one cool thing that the Oscars do.
1: Sorry, Dennis Crowley just stepped down from uh, running uh, Foursquare. Just
2: uh, <laughs> uh, shock to me. Does also, Alan Rickman is no longer with us.
3: Yeah, yeah. We've started off 2016 with some pretty serious deaths, and, as far as celebrity yeah, goes. Bowie. I. I The David Bowie thing was really weird because I had just gotten into Detroit, which maybe I guess that'll segue us, but the... No, we're not (laughs) using that segue. No, but I just gotten into Detroit for the Detroit Auto Show from CES, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there, uh, you know, I like was trying to finish up some stuff before I went to bed. I woke back up because, like, good luck sleeping after CES. Yeah. And I had woken back up, like, right as that was starting to spread on Twitter. And I hopped into Slack to, like, help. Rich was the only one on, a reporter in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to help him, like, figure out that problem you have to figure out with every celebrity death, which is, like, is this real? Did it actually happen? Because there was yeah.
2: already a oh, false alarm, like, a few yeah. years ago.
3: Yeah. And then yeah. people, even early, some even entertainment reporters were trying to do the, like, stand down. I've talked to his people. It's right. fun. Nine, and they were obviously wrong, so it was a it was a very strange way wow. to just like start the week.
2: Yeah, no, it was just, it was definitely a strange way to start the week. I was like in a legitimately bad mood for that for, for like the past few days. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: I was gonna say for that day, but now I'm still in a bad mood. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's bad. I uh, I don't have anything else I really can say about it. It's just a very very sad thing. Um, I feel like now. It's really, I think it's sobering now as you start to get into, like, people that's like, oh, I actually, like, this isn't somebody that was, like, my parents' person. Like, even though d- Bowie was, yeah. like, it's like, this is somebody that I cared about while I was, like, you know, a teenager and in college and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to to process.
1: Did you see that clip that um, MTV posted of uh, Bowie yelling at them in, like, 1982? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah for not having a black, yeah. black artist on Yeah, that's so amazing. Good. And also him predicting the internet. Uh, in like yeah. 2000 or like the effect like the social web basically which is insane i mean he's he's like a, i i i i, I want to hesitate from a lot of people are like oh he was this amazing alien that came down and landed and stayed with us for a while which was like cute and it's like a cute thing and so sort of like there was a movie and everything but like i mean he was a human he was a person he was just very smart and good at being a person like yeah. that that now we call that being an alien but you should just be a good person um, that's that's all I have to say about. That.
1: I have to read an ad at some point in the near future. Oh, this do is it. Like the worst yeah. thing. No. This like, is what, the worst. How do I transition from this to you just, an ad? You just do it. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Squarespace.
2: Cry, cry you, while you listen to this ad. Yeah,
1: just because building a website can be tough, and even if you <laughs> know, God.
3: David Bowie would know if you read earlier this week. No, ex- we are no. not.
2: We are not. He helped the Yankees no, build their no, first no, website. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Well, you can celebrate what somebody did.
0: <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Should we have one buffer topic and we then need we can a buffer do the ad? Okay. Um,.
3: Bring it. Well, let's uh, or do you have something ready?
0: I'm really trying. No, this. Uh,
3: this all right, let's talk about these Virgin Galactic space suits. Then. Okay, let's yes. talk about
0: these. Yes, space suits. So Adidas, that's
3: made, perfect. Like, ju- not, they're not space. Well, not suits. Adidas. They're flight suits. I actually had a long Slack conversation with oh, Nico God. this morning to figure out exactly <laughs> what the hell was going on. with Y this.
0: three is a ongoing collaboration oh, yeah. between Adidas and Giorgio uh-huh. Um It's like very much like it's very fanboy like big with, like, the hype beasts. Right. Um, and is known for, like, all black, like, super minimal. I mean, like, cool, kind of <sighs> avant-garde, whatever. So, yeah.
3: So that's the missing link. That's why I look at it, and I think that it's boring. You're like, oh, that's, oh this is that's high fashion. The Yamamoto look.
0: Yeah, this is, like, minimalism perfection. These go, yeah. Also, these go,
2: would go so well with a pair of Yeezys. Yeah, <laughs> just throw
3: them on. So Put on
2: the moon boots. The They're not sold out. The news today
3: was that, they, that Virgin Galactic, which is... Was basically the first company promising people private space rides, right? Uh, on a, a space plane that well, they started promising those years ago. People ponied up two hundred fifty thousand dollars for tickets, and it's the th- sort of become the running joke in the space industry because they just sort of keep keep kicking the can down the road of like, oh, our first flight will be this year. Our first flight will be this year, and then during a test flight last year, their spaceship. Uh, had a really catastrophic accident. One of the pilots died. Uh, the other one was pretty badly hurt. Uh, they've been grounded for a year and a half. Uh, and they're going to reveal the new look of their new plane, space plane, in February. So they're finally like getting back to the point where they want to get back flying again. The news today was that they had partnered with Y-3 to make these, uh, these new flight suits and boots. And they are apparently very fitting with Y-3's stuff. Uh, they are fire resistant like all the things you'd expect from a space like flight suit right <clears throat> fire resistant they've got like extra tough soles you know they're all like brought over from other brands extra mm-hmm. tough soles yeah so that you can like you're not going to slip around when you're walking around in the space plane okay um and then you know like Wait, is adidas that a thing? yeah huh yeah there's a whole company that like oh, sort is of does like the does, Velcro like, on the soles. shoes in
2: 2001
3: i guess yeah sort of so i keep right. you... uh, and then adidas has its own like weird sort of off its main business its own like custom insoles thing and so like that's part of it it's like this whole big let's throw all this stuff into this one pot and oh, so yeah they, they have
0: the three stripes on the boots
3: yeah so they announced it today i i think they look kind of boring nicole was really really hyped about them. Um, can can are there
0: crotch like what would make them exciting yeah, like what, what, are, what
3: are
2: you if, what's an exciting minute. is there a crotch well, step well,
3: yeah, seriously, you can't. You can't. I mean, you can. It zips all the way down, basically, to your belly button. So you could. Yeah, like but lower you know, what's that. below your
1: belly button? The things that you need to p- yeah, to I mean, go to the bathroom could, with, like.
3: Well, I mean, so the whole idea with Virgin Galactic is that you're not going to be up there for a long time. It's a suborbital spacecraft. Like go before- I mean, I drink a lot of
1: water, man. So,
3: <laughs> so well, yeah, maybe it'll be like Las Vegas, where like the taxis have a cleanup fee. Do they? Wear, so, like, you pay they- two hundred fifty thousand dollars to fly with Virgin Galactic, and then like maybe an extra two hundred if like you um, right need to.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean. But, it is a scary flight I'm yeah. assuming.
3: Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm I am i am big on a lot of private space companies, but Virgin Galactic is kind of it seems like the ultimate e- example of Richard Branson saying like let's make that a thing and you know people just make it ha- so. Yeah, people just have to do it because he has a lot of money and like that's how his companies work and they've sort of taken the long road to getting there.
2: But you know what they did? They got celebrities on board. Mm -hmm. They did. That's how you you make a brand.
3: They did. Yeah, I mean, you could probably make the argument that if Virgin Galactic hadn't really spun up enough interest as it did in the early 2000s, that SpaceX Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have been able to get into what it was doing. Yeah, yeah. It would have been harder for Elon Musk to pitch people to invest in SpaceX. I mean, the fact that that
0: they made made a press hit out of the fact that this is what the clothing that their astronauts will be wearing is like... It's, I mean, it's so virgin of them to do this. Right. And it's like, why it's like that brand is strong and this is how you do that.
1: How long until I get to buy one of these jumpsuits myself?
3: Well, the more to me, the most interesting thing was that they are also making a. <laughs> I love this a jacket celebrating the collaboration. Oh my god! That will they will give to the people who Fashion are paying loves to the get word up celebrating. Yeah, to get. The, 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 oh my god! the is press release the itself. Itself? they announced
1: they announced the inclusion of a jacket in a swag bag? You basically. <laughs> but
2: so but is they didn't the jacket a itself it. a, co- a collaboration, or is the jacket just like something they ordered off of like Probably. American At- Apparel? Yeah. yeah. America yeah. Apparel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At-
3: it might be the latter. They didn't show it though. I was like, oh, that is the most attainable part of this. But announcement the fact to me. that they
0: did a component that the average person can like buy into is like again, just like Virgin cleaning it up. Right. They just need, mopping the They floor. need a really <laughs>
2: strong logo. What is their logo? Yeah, yeah like it is an, kinda weird. It's an That's eyeball. the only thing is that I, I yeah. like the design of it. It's it's kind of like it it's a little like it's a little fascist, but it's like okay.
1: Um It's <laughs> a little fascist. It's okay. <laughs>
2: but, but, it needs it needs a good pop of color somewhere, and it can be a very minimal,
1: just one of one it's, shape. Oh, pop of color! I'm like pop of color. What color is Papa? <laughs> you no, know, it needs like the it red. Needs the a
2: fascist Papa color.
1: The red, uh, <laughs> the red or the purple? Like. show title, by the way. Fascist <laughs> Papa <of> color.
2: <laughs> um, oh yeah, the red. I mean, the red and the purple. They, yeah. I uh, do you think they'll have lighting in the cabin like they do on Virgin America oh flights? Because that's the best part of Virgin America yeah.
1: Building a website can be tough. And even if you know your way around coding, making something that looks good and actually works is takes a lot of time. Whether you're making a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant site, or whatever else, right now you're going to need a website. So lucky for you and for all of us, really, Squarespace makes it really easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Even if you're wearing one of those jumpsuits, it'll just get wicked away, but you wouldn't break one in the first. I'm not making this joke. It provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of your skill level, and you don't need to learn how to code. Do it. Not only do you get intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create said website, they also have state-of-the-art technology at Squarespace. It powers your site and ensures security and stability, and you can trust Squarespace for your website. You know you can, because there are millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world using Squarespace right now. So truthfully, seriously, deeply, from the bottom of my heart, You cannot beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. It gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. I don't know what you're waiting for. It seems stupid to wait any longer. You can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today, right now, this very second. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use our offer code VERGE. You should type it in all caps because it's more exciting. You get 10% off of your first purchase and it shows your support of this here, The Vergecast. We want to thank Squarespace for their support of this here, The Vergecast. Squarespace. You should.
2: Um, too many websites. <laughs> just
1: gonna put that out there. <laughs> is there just too many out there, we should just go back
2: to. I mean,
3: GeoCities. I felt that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I felt that when it was like Angel Fire days. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, is there really that much room for all of these Star Wars fan pages? I came I so I
3: close a couple of weeks ago to finding... I used to run a DBZ, a Dragon Ball Z fan page on Angel wow. Fire. Now I came we're, so now we're close to finding it. And then I also, in looking for that... Discovered that I also had a Pokemon one that I made, and I found someone's. Is your real name attached to these things? I I, no, but I found my screen name from then. I found which is. uh, (laughs) uh, I'll I'll tell you this. I found someone's Angel Fire page that is still around today that links to because remember, like that was the thing. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have a link section. Here's nine hundred links of other people who told (laughs) me to link to their site. That link to my Pokemon page. But that I used a, a URL shortener back then that is a service that doesn't exist anymore. So right. I found the link, but it goes through the pass through link and that thing is dead. So now I can't find it. I was so close.
2: Um, uh, GeoCities might have done us all a huge favor by having that four digit number. And like, you know how you built your site and it was like you had the section of it and then you had the subsection. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I think I was on some like Hollywood of something or other uh, yeah. neighborhood and then. A four-digit number that was like your address. I will never remember that. Yeah, Most nobody of will ever find too. it. Yeah, Angel Fire but is like a like the way really back still around. You
1: can download uh, like a GeoCities archive. Yeah, and go trolling through it to find stuff.
2: Oh my God, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> even want to really. I mean, I, 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 I was very prolific. I was prolific on GeoCities and Tripod. Mm. Mm. Those are my two.
3: Too many websites. Yeah, too
2: there many was, websites. There was a
1: website which I will not name, which in the uh, in like the. Late 90s, early 2000s, you could just like send them a short story and they would like have three editors edit it for you and give you feedback oh. and then they'd like, you'd get to edit it and they would just publish it.
3: It was great. I like, you should go speak how those, to do a bunch of writing. you should just way. go say those same words in Silicon Valley and someone will just throw a billion dollars <laughs> <Yeah>. at you. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great idea.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, cars. 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 What's the best thing from the Detroit Auto Show?
3: Man, you know what? I was really excited to go this year. It was a fun show, Um, but compared to last year where... Last year, Chris Ziegler went alone, which amazes me. It was not as crazy as CES is, but mm-hmm. like for him to be there the year where they announced the prototype of the Chevy Bolt, which is one of the most important mm-hmm. cars ever made, uh, the Ford GT, and then Acura NR- NSX, which are two like legacy supercars that both of those companies <laughs> resurrected. This year felt a little down, mm-hmm. but only because there weren't those like you know AAA blockbuster announcements. Probably the coolest thing, weirdly, was from Buick. Uh, Buick announced this concept car, I know, right? Uh, and that's what everybody it was the thing that was definitely the most talked about at the show because, like, walking around the show floor, you just hear people talking about, like, man, I can't believe Buick made something that looked like that, and right. it's,
1: They were totally right. Well, everybody made like big ass coupes, right?
3: Yeah, so everything <laughs> there were so many two door cars, and they were either like executive class, there were two big trends, yeah, uh, performance coupes or uh, executive class coupes and sedans. And so, like, if you if you really like futuristic looking two-door cars, it was definitely a show for you. Um, and if you are a CEO of some sort of company, big or small, it was also probably the show for you because right. you're going to be, be driven around in one of the cars announced at this show this year. The
1: armrest on the Lincoln Continental... Oh my god! It has like the entire dashboard in the back
3: seat. Yeah. Well, that's be, that's it's becoming incredible. pretty standard on these executive class sedans. Ugh. Is like adding it's in like all the thing. features is that
2: for the music or the the, the heating, music, the heat, the has, whole
3: thing. It has oh. everything except for a screen because, which is weird because a lot of other uh, rear seats in these kind of sedans have that. Yeah. Um, you know the. Uh, Hyundai, so Hyundai's been making these cars under the name Genesis for the last like seven years, like the Hyundai, Genesis, whatever and they're like, they're really nice sort of Mercedes competitors uh, and they spun that off into its own brand at this show and their first car as just Genesis is basically like their version of a Lincoln Continental and it's got it looks really kind of chintzy it's like uh, strapped to the back of the headrest almost Mm -hmm. uh, looks like it was bungeed on but they've got like an infotainment system in the back seats for people that are sitting there and then Uh, you see that same sort of trend in like the back of a Maybach or all these other like luxury kind of cars. And so, but the the coolest thing was this Buick, this Buick Avista is what it's called. It's a concept car, two doors. And it really is just, it almost kind of looks like a smaller version of Porsche has been making that uh, sort of hatchbacky car, mm-hmm. uh, so like the front end of a porsche, but the back end kind of rounds out it looks like a much smaller version of that and you should you should just check out the photos on our site um, to get an idea of it, but it's super concepty inside. it's got these like things that will eventually be touchscreen displays, but they're not just screens they're like projecting the animations like through like a piece of glass. It's super weird. The headrests are really crazy looking It's definitely like a <coughs> concept car whether or not GM ever makes it we will make a boring version of it, right? Maybe, That's what yeah. they do. It's the, the based
1: on the Camaro, right?
3: Yeah, which is based on like the Alpha platform. It's like a weird hand-me-down of a car, but it was, if not the prettiest, then one of the prettiest things at the show. The other was Acura made a concept that was another two-door, or excuse me, I keep calling it a two-door. It's suicide doors. It's got four doors. Um, but it's this really crazy, uh, you know, super angular concept car um, that was really cool. And then Lexus made... Uh, another coupe. And Lexus is looks like a concept, but it's an actual car that people will be able to buy, um, which is probably the craziest thing that happened at the show just because a lot of other car companies came with these concepts. And Lexus came with one that was pretty much a lot like the concept it had shown a couple years ago and now they're selling it. So
4: hmm.
3: it's really kind of kind of funny. But yeah, then there's there are all these... Link, the Lincoln Continental was probably the funniest event just because here's this, this sub-brand of Ford basically that you know, the Ford CEO came up and was introducing the Continental. It's the first time they've made one uh, in over a decade. And they're trying to bring back this idea of, uh, you, know, so, you know, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley all used to drive Lincoln Continentals. Because they're awesome. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what celebrity buys. It's, it's a nice-looking new car, but yeah. I don't know who buys it as, over any other, like, Mercedes or anything else. Right. Um, Most people
2: buy Lincoln Navigators.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that could help. But they had, like, a jazz band play. I mean, they did this. They, like, really did the whole thing up to try and, like, play up this right. this brand new Lincoln Continental. It has the, actually the weirdest thing. You mentioned the back seats. The weirdest thing is in the front seat, which has individual thigh adjustments. And it's, it, it, I swear to God, it's, what? like, a, that's, like, happened... In your seat adjustments, that started to become more and more, more of a trend in cars. Wait, wait, like, like
1: up and down, yeah, forward yeah, and back?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so you've been able to adjust like in your seat, but this one actually splits them. So like the front of your seat in the front of the car is actually split down the middle and you can move it up so or down. So <laughs> check.
0: Yeah. Okay, wait, no, I can feel why you'd want this. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, you want your driving leg to be like lower and more forward and you want your other leg to be like up. You
3: got it. Because you don't want
0: it to get a dead leg.
3: That's exactly what they said. Yeah. It's really it's really weird Do you think that, that
2: would mess with your posture?
0: Yeah, over time it would probably throw your it, spine you, you'd, you'd off, right?
2: You'd be like this all the time. <laughs>
3: yeah. You'd have probably. to just
0: go sit in it for a while in the other direction. Uh, yeah.
3: Not the CEO, but one of the other Ford executives that spoke during that presentation was like, "We want your your Lincoln Continental to fit you like a suit," which is like the most yeah. That's, that's like a, the, the iest right
0: line. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brands yeah. be talking. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So so that was some of the craziest stuff. I guess. Still well, like you want everything today. to fit
2: you like a suit. Yeah. What don't you want to fit you?
3: Like I mean, the, a suit? I guess the other really crazy thing was Mercedes. Mercedes showed up to the Detroit Auto Show this year, announced its new E Class. Well, because they they wanted to announce their new E Class, they announced their new E Class sedan on like Saturday before the show even started. Like, just dropped the news and sort of sat back and was like, "Compete, like, come at us," and and did nothing the rest of the show. <laughs> it was amazing, and it's. The E class can the the craziest thing about the new E class is that it can drive itself uh, up to 130 miles an hour. Like it can handle itself uh, with just the autonomous stuff, which is insane. Like I don't know, I mean, you don't really ever need that, but what is cool is like you have to be able to know that it'll work at that level because that will trickle down to you'll learn things at that speed that you would need to know. Right and might inform you being able to drive at like 70 or something. Also,
1: Audi made a, a Lunar Rover. Oh, yeah. We got totally an exclusive on that. that.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should definitely go look at that. They pulled, they packed that thing up and like pulled out the second day, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, Audi is... So Google's been running this thing called the Lunar X-Prize competition for the last couple of years. And uh, it's basically... they All they said was like, we'll give somebody 30 million dollars if you can build a moon rover land it on the moon have it drive 500 meters and take uh hd video Uh, and there might be like one other requirement but it's like first person to do that first team to do that wins 30 million dollars so
1: audi probably doesn't need 30 million dollars
3: they don't but what's really cool about it is that they need us talking about audi exactly well and and it helps lunar x Prize too because up till now there have been all these smaller private space companies that have been trying to do this and they're having such a hard time making it happen that like they keep delaying okay you can launch by 2016 okay you can launch by 2017 and so they keep pushing it and pushing it and audi getting in the game is definitely the first it'll be the first company that anybody actually talks about and they did it right they brought uh eugene cernan who is the last man to walk on the moon to the event and like he was there i got him on our snapchat channel that was really crazy uh so they know what they're doing and oh, man, the guy who is running this program at Audi looks just like he could be... I mean, he looks like he could be your brother. It was oh, very, really? very bizarre, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's really cool that they're entering this thing because no one really talks about Prize, and, like, no one really knows that there is a legitimate competition to go to the moon right now, and this maybe helps elevate that a bit, so... And it's cool looking. It's a nice little
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about the looks of this thing.
3: Yeah. Gonna it's, look at it. it's, it's a big flat solar panel with a head sticking out of it. Basically.
2: It's got a cute little head. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's sort of it's little sort little of wheels.
2: a companion. It's got a little tail too. Which is nice. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's got a little tail. Yeah. A little thingy. Little eyes. Gonna, um, I mean,
3: what's what's cool uh, about this is that they don't want to just fill those requirements for XPRIZE. They want to go like, you know, two or t- three times further than that. Uh, and accomplish some other things. So they want to help analyze uh, a big thing about going back to the moon someday and using it either as sort of uh, a hopping point to get to Mars or just for setting up a base is knowing how much hydrogen is in the soil so you can use it uh, as basically fuel. Uh, so they want to help do that. And then the, the probably the coolest thing is they want to go find, when, they, when the astronauts left the moon for the last time, they left the lunar roving vehicle there, which is like that big four-wheeled thing that yeah. you've seen video of. Uh, and that's just been sitting there getting bombarded by radiation and dust and all this stuff. So they want to go, Oh, the best we can do is train like telescopes and stuff at it. They want to drive this Audi moon rover to that and examine it up close. What is really funny about that is that NASA is working with them to come up with a course that zigzags to the old rover, because if something breaks on this Audi rover and it just keeps driving and they can't control it anymore, (laughs) it would just crash right into (laughs) Oh no. So like <laughs> as much as I don't want that to happen for them like how funny amazing. it would be it's like the fender first fender on the moon. Yeah, the first like interplanetary <laughs> car crash. Like oh that, no. definitely not a good look for Audi. So they're, they're <laughs> happily working with NASA on that. <laughs> so oh no. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for that. But it was weird that that was one of the bigger stories at this auto show because there wasn't really like a big blockbuster announcement. Tesla wasn't there because they don't really love car shows yeah. it was really cool seeing the Chevy bolt up close because that's now a real production car yeah. it's not available yet, but you know Here's this car <coughs> a, all electric car that can go over 200 miles an hour on a single charge and that's gonna change a lot for some people It's gonna cost around $30,000 depending on your tax breaks. That was our best to see yes Yeah, it was our best to see yes because Chris Ziegler actually got to drive it there. Oh. So yeah It was cool
2: I have a question about car shows, which is that like for the the electric cars, for stuff that's a little like solar cars, all the stuff that's very far future, more like conceptual and stuff. How much does that stuff and the enthusiasm for that stuff jibe with the kind of more old school car culture stuff going on there?
3: I think a show like this, which is really big and full of a lot of executives, it's that animosity is kind of hidden. If you go to, like, any other, like, car show, car show, or any of the smaller ones that mix that sort of uh, car fans and executives are here, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a lot more easy to spot. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there is... What's going to be really interesting to see over the next couple of years is you have companies like Porsche uh, mm. that are taking the lead from Tesla and saying, we're going to build a, an electric car that can go 300 miles as well. Some of them even have concepts out, uh, or Porsche is even already actually starting production on theirs. So it's going to be interesting to see how people react to... There are a lot of people that are going to hold out to the end and be like, I don't want my car not to have an internal combustion right. engine. But like the car companies are finally starting to go after that, and that's going to be... I, that's there. are just going to be people holding on to this for no reason anymore. Yeah, but there is. There's still a really weird divide, and then especially as you get more towards like the performance car side of things, like people who are racing fans and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like it's very like get off yeah. my lawn. It's,
2: it's like very, very ideologically divided. Yeah, like, and
3: they're they're quick to point out like, oh, there's not enough charging stations, and it's like th- <laughs> that's not going to be the case forever. <laughs> we, we could build them.
2: So, um,
1: but like, but what char- what kind of charging? Plug does the Bolt use? We're going to talk about plugs now. <laughs> <laughs> Go for
3: it. Just plugs.
1: Because <laughs> they all use different plugs, right?
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think that one works off of like you You have to pull off the side of the road and it'll work off like the standard charging. Right. Um, so it's just
1: Tesla that's like standing alone right now with its supercharger. Yeah.
3: But right? it's been opening up other cars to that platform. Like you right. can get on the Tesla supercharger platform if you want. The problem with that is that there are even fewer of those Than for each ones. charging station. Right. Yeah. Um, but that is... it. To make electric cars happen, that has to be adopted. Like, faster charging has to be adopted. Like, a, a stop on the side of the road has to be 20 minutes or less, for sure.
0: 20 I, minutes is I, a long time.
3: I don't, if you think about...
0: You go in and give a bite to eat. Get a Slurpee. Yeah. yeah. Get an
3: Icy. Here's the, I mean, here's the thing. You have
0: to build premium restaurants next to these things. Well, th-
3: So there's an opportunity. For yeah. these
0: premium consumers.
3: This is like, imagine to-
2: the Decalbo Oasis outside of Chicago with, like, charging stations. Oh, my, and my like God. It. TGI Fridays and
1: yeah. Yeah. man, I've hung out at that Decalp Station. Oh, I've had a
2: that's lot a of like major like life yeah, events, life events at the <laughs>
3: <laughs> Or if you want to bring it back to the first Vergecast we did at CES last week, uh, just like maybe your car is semi-autonomous and you have inf- infotainment in there to like watch you know your oh, favorite so you CBS show. Mm. Yeah, but you've
1: already been if it's autonomous, you've already been sitting in there yeah. watching it for the past right. two hours anyway. So you
3: need a break. So you need to.
1: Get out.
2: Yeah, stretch. I asked about the culture clash at the car show because I did a very interesting thing for me um, (laughs) over Christmas, which is I went to the, um, what's it called? America's Car Museum, which is in Tacoma, Washington, where my mom lives. Shout out to my mom. And... uh, it's apparently the biggest car museum in America, which I would kind of believe having been in it. It's enormous. It's like some guy's privately owned car collection, like all these amazing classic cars and muscle cars and stuff like that. And like I was surprised because I feel like like I'll watch a Fast and Furious movie. I'll like, I like I I lived in L.A. Like I enjoy I enjoy driving. I enjoy watching people in movies drive. drive. I enjoy watching car crashes in movies in movies. Um, and like that kind of side of things. And I was in this museum it was like, oh, this is like a history of how we destroyed our planet. Like this is all this is. Like I could not get it out of my head. And then and so it's like obviously like there's a certain demographic that goes to the car museum. And then they have one hall that's like all of these sort of historical um, electric cars and more amazingly steam-powered cars oh, wow. from like the uh, 1912, and, yeah. or, like 1912 and stuff. Those are
3: the three options back yeah,
2: then. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, and it was empty. Like yeah. all the other halls are like full of people like, oh yeah, I love this car. Like, oh, let me <laughs> touch it. Uh, <laughs> no, because <laughs> like, that's what, I mean, that's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> when
3: you yeah. really boil it down, it's you're, it's a fetishization of uh, explosions, you know? Yeah. Like internal combustion engines are just very controlled and very many explosions happening all at the same time. Yeah, we actually, so
2: many explosions. Yeah, we did
3: a, a What's Tech, <laughs> Chris Plant and I did a What's Tech about Tesla that kind of dives a lot into that. And mm-hmm. if you run a go real deep, uh, this guy runs a website called Wait But Why I did a, a super deep thing about Tesla that really is just like the history of cars mm-hmm. and like gets eventually, you know, 25,000 words later gets to yeah uh, the electric car and Tesla, and it's it's a really fascinating way to think about like why because there was a split we got to like 19 the early 1900s and we had these three options we had steam we had gas and we had electric and there's a reason that we went towards gas and it's it's crazy to think that it could have gone like either of the other two directions
2: yeah yeah
3: but it is really strange
2: i was not aware i of i i I think i'd seen some of those old old electric cars i had not seen the steam ones it was wild part of the reason why
3: no one wants to let that go too is like if you think about why a lot of those, like, really, you know, people who call themselves gearheads is because they really love to get in and tinker with the car and like change mm-hmm. just this thing or t- tweak just that thing. When you're talking about an electric car, you have instead of hundreds of parts, you're on talking about like 12, 15. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the number is way, way yeah. lower. And so it gives you a lot less control over that car. And so then all of a sudden, you don't have control over something. Yeah. And yeah. that's scary for some people. Shit. Nicola.
0: Yeah.
1: I promised we could talk about smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Cause you wrote a really good piece.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I, um, <sighs> where do we start?
3: Cause this, you can, uh. Is this
0: the, the women's <laughs> smartwatch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like I just wrote go about, suggest. I wrote about, uh, why women aren't buying smartwatches. watches. um, which, I mean, this all begins, I don't know, it doesn't run over, it all begins. But that's kind of what I was doing at CES, was sort of digging into like what's happening in wearables, um, which is kind of the most obvious marriage of fashion and technology, which is why I'm here and you're listening right. to me in your free time. <laughs> uh, so I found an amazing statistic that I was able to start this off with, which is that of the wearables market, 54% of fitness tracker owners are women. So women are like, Digging fitness trackers, going great, watching steps, et cetera. But of smartwatches, only seventy no seventy-one percent of smartwatch owners are men, which is a crazy, hmm. crazy split. Hmm. Um so then I basically broke down like what I perceive to be the problems and like what some of these issues are, which obviously begin with design and the fact that they're just like there aren't a lot of good options to choose from. And like, why aren't there good options to choose from? They don't fit right, they look weird, the common like Idea of like shrink it and pink it is still in effect <laughs> here. Where like this is that's okay. it. I've, oh, I've heard, that. heard pink it, shrink it and pink shrink it. Shrink it and pink shrink it is, is pink. like wow. that. That used to be the old like activewear adage before we got this like whole new world of activewear. But it was right. basically like, oh, a women's football jersey, make it smaller, make it pink. Now they'll buy it. And it's just like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like modern girls don't want pink sparkly things. so Why do you keep making pink sparkly things? It's nothing but just like. It's just insulting. It's yeah. truly insulting.
3: And yet last week at CES, we saw companies announcing smartwatches for women. That oh, had, yeah. had nothing but just, they just like like glued rhinestones on them.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You can watch me on the Facebook Live on uh, The Verge <laughs> Facebook just like ranting with <laughs> a, like executive, ne- or not executive, but like a rep next to me just like staring me down just so <laughs> furious. But yeah, it's just so, so yeah, that's what I wrote about. I got I got so much amazing, amazing feedback from people like, women emailing me being like, you just said all the things women. I don't know. Be like, you just said all the things I've been thinking about for a year and like awesome stuff like well, that. So, so it was really, it was great.
1: I, first of all, I don't think most people should buy a smartwatch right now. Yeah. Men or women? Second so, of all, do women want smartwatches? Do, like,
2: I I want. would, would, would like. Yeah. I would no 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 is no 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 no. It's no, like no, you no. go out I there do. and you
1: look and you're like, oh, this all sucks. Or is it you go out there and you're like, eh. so so it's I like, think
2: before you answer that question, you need to figure out like why do men want a smart, smartwatch? Right. Because like what the is the way, it? I just
1: said something incredibly reductive. Like what do women want? Well, and yeah, like, no, right? I no, no. that was
0: a hard thing in writing this. Is like I don't. I hate you to gender to things like this and be like, women yeah. like these things and men like those things. Right. That's awful. And that's dated. And I would address that in here, like talking about that stuff is dated. But I think part of it is like, the activity tracker promises something very specific. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it also promises like a better self. And I think a lot of purchasing is hinged on, this is me, but better. Like if I buy mm-hmm. this thing, it's, it's gonna be me. It's Yeah, and I'm gonna have this vision of myself. And I don't think smartwatches offer a thing besides knowing everything instantly. Well, it's conspicuous consumption. And it,
1: the third thing is smartwatches, the third thing fitness trackers do is work. <laughs> <laughs> like smartwatches, Liz doesn't
2: even think they work though We were talking well, about there's that. that Yeah there's
1: good. like a lot
3: Skepticism of
0: Yeah a lot with. of like problems with heart rate monitors And stuff right. counters being off and stuff like that Yeah um, it's good
3: to be skeptical about
1: that I mean yeah I will say heart rate monitors are garbage If you're using it for actual medical stuff You should stop right now and she, But like as yeah. a general like did I move around more This week than I did last mm-hmm. week It's actually like it, in that very broad, wildly inaccurate sense,
3: it, right. that's what I use it. It's for. like there's that. It's like it helps you get off the couch. But that's really about all it's going to do.
2: Have you, you know? looked at all into like the history of the wristwatch? Because wasn't the wristwatch was wasn't that the women's watch first? I'm, I might be misremembering because there's a pocket watch. Pocket watch predates. Yeah. The wristwatch. I can't. The tell wristwatch you was that on I'm... modern development, and I feel like it was for women.
0: Okay, but I don't I know. I
2: don't remember specifically.
0: I've so, also had a long-running, like, theory that... I thought I
2: thought about, sorry, go ahead.
0: Most <laughs> men, like, have their smartphone in their pocket, like, on their body, attached to them at most times. Women, a lot of times, have their phone in their purse or, like, on mm-hmm. the table and not physically attached mm-hmm. to them. And I think there might be a little bit of a mental block going on of the idea of having the computer with the screen on your body. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well,
1: yeah. it's- The the common wisdom, by the way, is that the wristwatch was invented of, r- of people strapping pocket watches to the wrists around the time of World War One, so that they wouldn't have to pull it out when they were in the trenches. They would
2: oh, just be able to look. yeah, yeah, for soldiers. Well, that's
3: where, I mean, it's <laughs> like a really long line to draw, but like that's where I get... Value out of wearing a smartwatch is yeah. like when, I'm, <laughs> when you're I'm in the, when I'm when in the field. The, yeah, when I'm in the metaphorical <laughs> trenches. When, when you can't, can you need?
1: You have a choice. You can either put on when you're the saving gas America, mask, I, I or know. you can look, pull the watch out of your pocket. You got to pick one.
3: I didn't bring this up in my interview two years ago, but I assassinated the Archduke for. An oh, minute. that was you. Yeah, and right. then I hopped in a time machine with James Franco, and I came to the oh, future right, right. to stop. JFK from gotcha. nine. Uh
2: huh. Uh-huh. That movie
1: looks terrible. Uh, A- Eight A- part miniseries. miniseries, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, eh. <laughs> I'm. I can't say I'm not going to watch it because I'm definitely. I'm really bummed. Watch it. I
2: thought we were going to get to see it at Sundance, but we're leaving before it premieres. No. I don't. I'm not that bummed, but. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I. I'm. I'm interested in 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 the role. Yeah. The like what 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 women tend to want to hold versus have on their body. Like, is this, yeah, I don't know. You think of, of accessories, like an average woman is probably wearing, on average, I'm not talking about every woman, more accessories on their body than a man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it should like, be the
2: perfect thing. It's an accessory. Yeah. Like,
0: it should work and it's clearly like failing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Smart Wait. smart earrings? Is that how we shrink it <laughs> if super, super tiny? I don't know. I'm like curious <laughs> to see what
0: happens. I feel like the next year will like be a quick tell of, like, this thing succeeds or we just, like, let it go. Hmm.
2: I I don't know. I always imagined that – I imagined there being wearables in, like, I don't know, when I was, like, working on some story or something. I imagined something that was, like, this, though, not here. Like Like, something mm, that you had to turn – Like Leela from
3: Futurama? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like something you had to turn your arm over for – it still feels outside of your body because like, it's not so close to your. Hand. Well, there's there is of the smart
1: fabric stuff coming out. So Google's oh, yeah. working oh, on yeah. stuff where you can do like touch sensitive clothing. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a smart bra that made a big splash at CES.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, wait, did you see this?
0: <laughs> okay I this is like the thing I'm the maddest about myself with I rescheduled my appointment with them like three times and then I skipped it and I'm so sorry you didn't see the smart bra and I know and I was just like ah like it seemed gimmicky to me I was like oh it's whatever and then it's gotten so much play sense and I did not try it on and I roomed with Lauren Good and she had one in our room and I didn't even try it out there and I should have what does it do I don't know <laughs> you're the wrong person to ask. Clearly, I know. You've never seen it before I know. In your life. This was like a really like big mistake. I, this is one of the mistakes I made at CES. Oh
1: my! god at CES is the land for mistakes. <laughs> um, oh my god. All right. Anything else? I'm gonna wrap. You did.
2: You I ready? will say um, <laughs> we we're, we we're,
3: were pimping out your smartwatch piece you also took to the show floor with lauren good yes and looked at some of the wearables that were announced yep. video seven, we
0: seven minutes video. of yeah. lauren good and i seven minutes in heaven with lauren good that's what i wanted to tweet but i didn't <laughs> so i said it now uh of us walking around that. and talking <laughs> <laughs> about this about about these wrist strap devices it was amazing like she and i like obviously attacked this from different places and like i just think that I learned so much from her and like, she not to like put words in her mouth, but I think that she got a lot out of me as well. So <laughs> it was great. It was really great. And it's documented yeah. on the internet, the cool.
3: internet.com.
1: If you want to watch that video or any number of videos, you should subscribe to us on, uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash the verge. It's also on our uh, Facebook page and our, all our videos there, uh, facebook.com slash verge. You could follow us on Twitter or Snapchat in both places. Our name is just verge. It's great. Uh, we also have a bunch of uh, podcasts. They are on iTunes, where you should review us. Give us five stars. Tell us, I don't know, what would what it would take to make you buy a smartwatch. But the other podcasts that are there are also great. There's What's Tech, which uh, is going to have an episode about what Tumblr is with Caitlin Tiffany, which would be super fun. And I'm going to
2: be on it next week.
1: You're going to be on it next week. You're going to talk about...
2: Film festivals. Film festivals. Ooh. What's a film festival? What is
1: it? Don't, don't answer. not answer.
2: Um, Save it for
3: the
1: podcast. Of course, there's Control Walt Delete with Walt Mossberg and Neil Patel every week. And <laughs> SP is coming back.
2: Virgi SP back, it's, back, season
1: two. By the time you listen to this, renewed, should be back <laughs>
2: weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weekly, every week. Uh, me and Liz Lapato.
1: It's going to be awesome. Uh, in the meantime, I am on Twitter. I'm at Backlon. Sean is S O K A N E one.
3: Yes. The numeral one. Until, until Twitter changes it someday. All right.
1: You're Emily Oshida. I'm Emily Oshida. You're f- underscore, underscore Fimo. Fimo. Thanks for watching, everybody. Rock and roll.
2: Bye.